0: Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Katherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. We are joined by Jennifer Mills, the Director of Jennifer Mills and Associates.
1: How are you? Hi, Kath. I'm really well. How are you going?
0: I'm good. I'm excited that we finally got to got to connect. We've been through and in and out of a few uh, bubbles and stages uh, since we first connected earlier in the year. And I'm really keen for everyone to learn more about who is Jennifer Mills. Well, thanks so much for that, Kath.
1: Yes, I know we were going to talk much earlier in the year and I think I would have had a different message. So I, th- I think that there is perhaps some um, meaningful insights to be had just from the delay in our session. Certainly, I have um, a different take on what the next 12 months may look like for um, small boutique law firms and also more generically businesses in New Zealand.
0: Isn't it nice that we can actually look at those times uh, and reflect and come out to be potentially different versions of ourselves than what those former ones were? I know. Well,
1: I, um, that's right. Our, our, we're meant to be finding our purpose using our passion. And uh, I think even though our passions stay the same, ultimately our purpose change, our purposes and life change as our circumstances around us change. And I've had a number of clients have said to me that their lives have been turned upside down um, and they've used this as an opportunity to have a, a, you know, a a restart. Um, And and some incredibly talented executives have lost their roles. They've been the primary providers for their family. um, And in really distressing circumstances, they've found a new path. And when I see clients and colleagues who are able to do that, it Uh, does certainly inspire you and um, call you into action to get on with it. (laughs) Love it. And so who is Jennifer Mills today? Well, Jennifer Mills today is not Jennifer Mills last year, that's for sure. Um, I would never have thought um, if you'd said to me, Kath, at the beginning of 2020, you're going to be uh, facing a pandemic it's a global pandemic. You will have significant business interruption. You will be homeschooling. Um, you will be locked in your home uh, for a period of eight weeks with very limited ability to leave. I would have thought that you were dreaming or that it was some um, nightmare <laughs> but apocalypse. apocalypse indeed. Uh, but here we are today and our lives are so different. Um, We, I mean, I've always been somebody who loves a good challenge. I've always taken the more difficult route to um, what I've believed to be um, my um, purpose using my passion. Um, And it's been um, a challenging way to end up as a specialist in my field, Um, as many would say, um, you know, they've taken certain routes to be specialists in their own fields. Um, But I think it's now not really the time to find the most challenging path. We're all trying to find a way uh, to uh, re-establish our success in a different form to cope with a completely different environment, a global environment, New Zealand environment, business environment, even having friendships now um, is much more complex um, than it used to be. We can't have, you know, large gatherings. We can't uh, we can't have large weddings, large funerals. Um, and as Aucklanders, we, as I said earlier to you, um, just before we started, we carry around alert level two point five with us as we pass through the country. Um, and I think that we now, um, as business leaders, mm-hmm. need to look at different ways of. Uh, running our businesses. We need to be more flexible. We certainly need to be uh, hungry to survive. We need to do more than we used to. Now is not the time to sit back um, and let um, what we used to do be our mantra. And I think that what was it Einstein's famous quote, doing the same thing over and over again uh, and and expecting different results is the true definition of insanity. And I I test my own journey by that saying, um, if we want different results, we need to do something differently. And I think now we need to be really flexible. It's people are more nervous about meeting you um, face to face. I'm now running, all of my seminars used to be in conference rooms and you could engage people with that human connection. Now we need to do it over Zoom. And it's incredibly difficult to build that connection with people, but that's the, that's the way of it now. Um, how we market ourselves and build our brand in an environment where we can't have that one-on-one human connection um, is the next challenge for us all, I think. And if someone has that, that silver bullet for that, Um, they'd be a very wealthy person. We're just trying to work out how how best we do that with our existing clients to to continue the connections and to also build the practice as we go into this new era. And I don't think we're going to go back to the old way um, ever, Kath. I think that we are now in a completely different environment. Our lives will look like this for a, a long time to come. Would be my prediction, and with uh, climate change on the horizon, who knows what the next natural disaster will be? Bill Gates has said that he expected a pandemic, a global pandemic, and I don't think anyone was listening um, and now the prediction is uh, natural disasters next,
0: yeah, but I think you know that um, that simplified versions of ourselves and going back to life as we know it is actually a really great thing because it wasn't working for the world. It wasn't working for the world's most impoverished people. It wasn't working for the planet and the environment. So I think it's a wonderful thing that we actually get to and have the opportunity to start again. So thinking about your original start um, to your legal firm, What was your call to adventure? What was the moment where you went, this is my path, this is where I'm going to go?
1: Well, I guess um, just to pick up on my history in life has always been to take the challenging route to what I've perceived to be the way forward for success. So I've always, um, I've always blocked the system, I guess, Kath. So I started uh, in a large commercial law firm and moved to another large commercial law firm and then um, made partner uh, in another large commercial law firm and was there for 12 years. Um, but I think it, it was hard being um, a female um, at the leadership table and uh, if you performed well, it generally wasn't... Um, Something that you uh, would get a you know a tap on the head for, or you'd be rewarded for, uh, you'd almost be frowned upon um, as sitting out of the normal mould. So that was challenging for me, Um, and there was huge pressure to um, do other things. To you know, there was a lot of internal politics in those. Larger firms. So my my um, focus was always delivering the best possible service for clients. And I've always said um, we've got two ears and one mouth, and we should listen more than we speak. So I'd always take from my clients their instructions and work out what outcome it was they wanted, and then from there deliver. The strategy and ultimately the right outcome for them um, and, and that's how you build great connections with clients and that's how clients um, remain loyal to you and, and part of that obviously is chemistry with your client building that chemistry and, and then you foster that loyalty. So, so my um, path was one of challenge but also focus on doing the right thing for my clients um, and Ultimately, having spent many years in large commercial law firms, my um, call, I think, at that point was to be able to do that, but without the politics associated with a large corporate and to be able to do that in a boutique way, which I'm now doing, and also um, in a way that suits me. So I, I, my whole focus is loyalty to my clients. My whole focus is delivering the best outcome for my clients whatever that is, Um, and I'll never put pressure on my client to um, change their mind as to what outcome they might want. I'll explain the risks and give them options, but also ultimately deliver on their desired outcome.
0: And so I'm sure uh, in your time and in this journey, there have been a number of things that you have learnt about yourself as a human being, as well as in a professional environment. Can you share some of the key learnings uh, of your journey? I think, um, and that's a really
1: interesting question, Kath, because I think all business leaders would say, um, you know, we've learned so much about ourselves um, and we've, we've really learned wisdom over the years, and that's through experience and that's through failure. I've always believed that to ultimately be successful, you must fail. You must fail and fail. But the people who are ultimately successful are the people who get up and keep going, keep pushing, never give up. Um, and that's um, my advice to every uh, every businesswoman, I think, is, is to never give up because there are plenty of knockbacks along the way. But I've learned on my journey that um, a, women generally don't have the same support networks as men uh, and that's just a fact of life and once you've worked that out, um, you work around that. So I've learned that I can, see, uh, I can see those things and I've built mechanisms to be able to have my own women support networks or other support networks to be able to achieve what I need to achieve for me. I've learned perhaps that I'm more resilient than the average person. And I think that to be um, a business person, you do need great resilience. Um, You need to be able to fail uh, and not give up. So you need immense perseverance. Um, You need to be able to believe, I think, um, in your own passion you've got to work out what your passion is and from your passion then you find your purpose so my passion was always to fight for the rights of a corporate or an individual or whoever it was I was always focused and passionate about advocating a certain cause and that's got me um, now to where I am but I've learnt that I don't give up I've learnt that if uh, you know I'm the I'm the last man standing in the room uh, for any client I will I will never give up and clients have said to me over the years you're the most loyal um, lawyer in any sphere of law that we've ever had and it's not picking lawyers out it's saying that you've stood by us through thick and thin and when times have got tough you've you're still fighting our cause and I've had that with a I've had a client with a number of fatalities recently and we've had major health and safety prosecutions. um, And that, that client has said, you know, everybody else has run a mile and you're still there supporting us to the bitter end. So you, so you learn that. um, And I've, I've seen obviously loyalty has helped me in my journey because when um, clients or customers or whoever they are, colleagues, people you deal with see your loyalty and your passion, um, they will help fight your cause. Clients want to use you because they know, they believe in your cause, they believe in your purpose. Um, And that's part of what Apple did so brilliantly, was actually they people bought the why of Apple, not the the device. Um, And that's how you get people to be loyal. If you sell to people what you believe, um, they'll be on your journey.
0: So you spoke about passion before and, you know, passion really plays into the role of purpose uh, and whether that be, you know, you're driving purpose personally uh, or professionally or ideally just one big purpose that meshes across all spheres of your life, how do you see the role of purpose playing out in your organisation and industry as a whole?
1: Um, well, your well, that's right. I mean, your why um, is what sets you apart from everybody else. Your why is your purpose. Your why is what inspires you to ultimately take action. Um, it inspires others to take action. It inspires others to spread your ideas and to use your services. So, I've used that passion to find my purpose, which is to um, fight for my clients causes or rights or whatever outcome it is they wanted because I believe that's the right thing to do Um, and that's how you get people to join you on your journey to um, as employees they'll give you that extra mile because they see um, that's what you're trying to do for your client you're trying to to get them the outcome that outcome that they want Um, and it may be that you're fighting for the corporate's right for defence, or you're fighting for the individual's right to justice, whatever that is. And if you, if you fight with it with your belief that it's the right thing, and it's the best thing for that person, um, then you tend to get that following of clients and colleagues and, and staff. And I think that ultimately gives you happiness. I think in this challenging time, if we can see uh, and reconnect with our purpose, um, y- you, you will find that happiness. And our, our purpose changes. And I think some people going through multiple lockdowns or variations of lockdowns have had a change and have, have had a shift in their purpose. It hasn't been a focus on business. Um, some people have said, well, I've just enjoyed the simple things. And that's a segue, I guess, Kath, from what you said earlier, Um, simple things like being spending more time with my children or being able to spend time in the garden or being able to spend time reflecting um, has given people happiness by, you know, finding, finding that purpose.
0: And I think the notion of uh, purpose is an ever evolving and an ever moving part. It's not like you get to a destination of purpose and you have arrived and, Dig your heels in, it's actually part of the journey and it's part of the experience. I want to draw back to happiness yes. because I think it is something that we may take for granted when we do have it um, and have it as a whole. What does happiness mean to you wow. and especially within the organization as well? Well, that's. Um, Gee, that's a tough question, happiness. It's such an elusive
1: concept. As a child, I used to think, wow, if I make partner in a large commercial law firm or I um, you know, solve the cure for cancer, I will be happy and that will be me done. But it's it's a it's a it really comes from your inner being, I guess, that you need to First, be happy in yourself, to be happy in your life with your children, with your friends, colleagues, family, and in your professional role. Um, but, but happiness is so elusive. I think you just need to be um, grateful for what you have, whatever it is. And if you can find that inner happiness and, and that gratitude um, and not compare yourself to what others have or what others do or how others perceive themselves or you, then you can truly and genuinely be um, be happy, but it's such a nebulous concept. And also um, what troubles me is that children are taught um, that to be happy, it, you can't be upset, or you can't be angry, or you can't have a bad day, but that's, that's not right at all. I think, you know, I teach my children that you, to be happy, you actually need to feel your feelings. Um, if you're sad be sad but that doesn't mean that you're not ultimately happy and I'm sure there are many of us out in the rat race you know where we may not have that time or may not want to listen to our own feelings but I think that's important to truly um, truly be happy and I think that if you also want to try and ensure that the good emotions where possible drive you um, so being courageous, being caring, being determined um, might be examples of primary emotions you try and focus on rather than fear, stress, uncertainty, loneliness and anger, which um, would would drive you to an unhappy place. And there are plenty of people who say you can train your brain to focus on those um, positive emotions, to try and, and, and find happiness.
0: Because ultimately, those negative ones that you spoke about—they're the ones that actually manifest into disease and disease, oh, know. Um, you know. And so I think it, those things can actually be curated into uh, unwell states for us, um, you know. With a big focus of entrepreneurial women with purpose being around good health uh, and well-being as one of our focuses mm. under the UN Sustainable Development mm. Goals. And I think if we don't have our health, we aren't able to contribute in a meaningful way to all of those things and we can really change our outcomes if we change our mindset and I think there's a big shift that needs to happen uh, in the world And and hopefully this pandemic is that shift, is that opportunity for us to become the best versions of ourselves, that we are happy, we are healthy, we are content, we are you know, as you said, able to express all of those different uh, emotions and be whole. I humans. guess the
1: key, Kath, is to, to the, the, the key is to be able to do that. And it's the knowing doing gap, isn't it? We all know that we need to think like that, but can actually we do, can we do it? It's the human frailty, Kath.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, thinking about that piece around being a whole human, what are some of the daily rituals and routines that make you the best version of yourself?
1: Well, I always, um, the daily routines, gosh, well, uh, I always try and uh, get to the gym. Uh, and that's not people say, oh, you know, I want to have a great bikini body or I, you know, I want to look good naked. But it's not about that um, for me, actually. It's the mental stress release, getting to the gym six days a week um, and clearing your mind. And in that time, I'm um, focused on the big things that I need to do, the medium term goals, the long term goals. Um, But once I'm at my desk, it's always with coffee. No one speaks to me before I've had my four shots in the morning. Um, And then it's planning. So I will always try and um, set out my priorities from things I must do first to things that um, can be done later in the day. Um, And some days, uh, I'm sure like any professional, you don't even start the things that you needed to. And that's just a matter of time. You know, we may need to work longer to catch up. But it's really a matter of um, prioritising and getting through what you need to do that day. But it's also important to take time out to work out um, what you need to do in the short, medium and long term. And if you don't have those goals, which you then break down into mini goals, You're never really going to get anywhere. You're always going to be on the rat race. You're going to get sucked into the propaganda of the organisation that you're in. And you don't get time to actually work out what's best for you, what's best for Kath, what what I need to do to make sure that I am living my life um, in the best possible way, in the healthiest possible way.
0: Did this time of change... um... Allow you to think about how you could work smarter, not harder, and actually finding more time for the things that are important. You know, mm-hmm. as you said, about spending that time with your with your children uh, and being present and being well, available. It's been a
1: bit of, I must be, uh,
0: Frank, it's been a bit of a shock to the system because I
1: thought that I was present, but really mm. I wasn't. I've lived for years really not in the, present with my children, always asking them to go off and do something while they got that last email off or I've got a client call. You need to be quiet. Um, if you speak, you're going to be in so much trouble, kids, you know, all of that. Um, to lockdown where I'm stuck in the house with them 24-7 for eight weeks and uh, I'm teaching them math, science, English, music. Um, so I guess lockdown has um, certainly taught me to be present, um, both with my children um, and also, you know, what I'm doing. It's taught me balance. I've never had so much sleep in all my life. I used to run on about two or three hours sleep, but I'm getting a solid eight hours. And I must say, I feel much better for it. My one recommendation to anyone who's listening is that actually, if you can focus on your health, get good sleep, eat well get some exercise, you'll feel a million times better. Um, but the the new environment has taught me that we need to be much more agile. Um, we need to be digitally focused. Clients don't want to meet us anymore. There's a real hesitation about COVID, even obviously still now. Um, clients would rather Zoom meet with you or speak with you on the phone. Uh, our seminars are all webinars, webinars. Um, It's really hard to build that one-on-one relationship in that remote digital way, but I'm going to need to find a way to be able to do that with clients. Um, We send a lot more information to clients digitally than we used to, so that's changed. Um, We've changed our our whole um, cost structure uh, so that we are more efficient from a cost perspective, and it also means that we're able to pass on a much lower charge out rate to clients. Because I think in this environment, that's that's where we're at. So we're you know providing the big firm quality advice um, for for a much discounted rate um, than than the larger law firms, which which does stand us apart apart. And it means that we're more agile. Um, And there are new areas of the law also that have cropped up, not through COVID, but through the real spike in um, social influences. So we've got the um, Harassment Act and the Harmful Digital Communications Act now where people are needing protection um, out of the district court for uh, harassment that they're receiving online. So we're seeing already a you know, a change in the type of work that we're getting um, just from the, uh, the changing environment around us, not just COVID.
0: So thinking about the entrepreneurial women with purpose community who are diverse thinkers, values aligned, status quo challenging, predominantly women. We've got a, quite a, a wonderful crew of men uh, championing entrepreneurial women. What's your call for action from our community? I think that
1: we um, primarily have an obligation to the men and women who form part of the group to support each other. I think more than ever, we need support structures. Where I'm seeing um, a destruction of the fabric of society. Um, The nuclear family is um, becoming a split co-parenting type arrangement. And I think the more support we give each other, the greater um, the difference that we'll see, the um, more agile uh, the group as a whole will be. Um, I feel still that there is a huge amount of prejudice against women in some of the old school professions, not necessarily in all aspects um, across the board, but I I am still um, exposed to it. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, we've got an obligation as a group to help break that down and support women um, in their um, roles, and to give them the belief that they can get out and do it. Um, I think it's, in fact, incumbent upon us for our future generations to to give each other that support, the business support, and the, and the and that, wonder, and that
0: wonderful, and that wonderful leadership as well. Um, You know, that we're leading from that place of uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful support.
1: um, Some of my greatest mentors have been um, brilliant women leaders who really um, think differently, see things differently, and can give you that support when, you know, just when you need it, just when you feel that it's hard to put that, you know, next foot in front of the other to get through. That's certainly when i've found um that's that's
0: been the best support to to keep me going well thank you so much jennifer for sharing your words of wisdom and wise words with us for the entrepreneurial women with purpose you're very Community. welcome Kath. jaguar is a founding sponsor of entrepreneurial women with purpose There are many traits of entrepreneurial women with purpose that can be likened to a Jaguar E-Pace, a sports car trapped in a compact SUV's body, a car without compromise with every driving experience, a car that is always focused on greater control, a car that is practical yet dynamic. With advanced technology to support this super sleek and dynamic car, she is also leading the field as a finalist in several World Car of the Year awards. Book a test drive at jaguar.com.